0: Hey friends, happy Friday. Today I want to talk to you about maintaining good mental health. I'm going to share a little bit of my mental health journey and I'm going to give you some of the things that I've had to do and some of the things I'm still doing to maintain good mental health. Sometimes we just don't know where to start or how to continue to be healthy mentally. So I'm going to help you out a little bit today. So let's get started. Hey friends, are you ready to be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted today? Well, come on in to Healing the Broken Minds Podcast. I'm your host, Elder Q. Let's get started. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. Okay friends, here is my disclaimer I am not a professional mental health counselor or a therapist. I recommend that you pray first and then see a therapist. This is in no means encouraging you to self-medicate. We are here to encourage you, inform you, and give you information. But most of all, to help you get the help that you need. So pray first and then see a therapist. Okay, friends, let's get right into it. So what is mental health? For those of you that may be listening that are not familiar with what mental health is, a working definition I got from mentalhealth.gov, it basically says it encompasses your overall emotions, your psychological, and your social well-being. In layman terms, what that means is, is how you think, how you feel, and how you act, how you interact with other people. All of that encompasses mental health. So when we talk about having good mental health, what exactly are we saying? What we're saying is make sure that your mind is healthy. Make sure that you are emotionally healthy, meaning how you handle things Emotionally, make sure that you're doing it in a healthy way. It is not a one shot definition because it encompasses so many things. Our minds are complex, our minds aren't simple. So it's not just a matter of defining something in a simple way. But the simplest way that I can explain it to you is that making sure that your mind and your thinking is healthy. One of the things I want you to understand is that mental health, what is underneath mental health are mental illnesses and mental illnesses can be a number of things. Some of the most common ones we hear about are anxiety, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia. It's so many different things, but it's different disorders that are underneath some of these mental illnesses. So it's not just a couple of things. But basically, is how your mind works and whether it's healthy or not healthy. It's, it's almost like the way you would explain a healthy body. If your body is healthy, you know that it's healthy. If your, your body is not healthy, you know that it's not healthy because there are different symptoms and signs that tell you that something's not right or your body is not functioning properly. Well, it's the same instances with your mind. There are signs and symptoms that tell you that there's something not quite right with my mind. Some things, um, that you might have been afraid of, that you may be afraid of now. You, maybe you didn't have that fear a couple of years ago. That's usually, uh, the beginnings of anxiety disorders. It's not always that way, but. That's kind of a symptom to let you know that, hey, something's not quite right. So let's get into my story and how I've been dealing with some of these issues. Okay, friends, let's have a quick word of prayer before I go any further. God, we thank you. We bless you for what you're doing today. God, as I go into my story with my friends, I pray that something that is said would help them on their healing journey. I pray that you give me the right words to say that would encourage them and to help them. God, help me as I share this experience with them so that I can be healthy and continue to do the work that you've given me to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, friends, so let's get right into it. One of the things I want to emphasize is that it's so important that we prioritize in our life what do I mean by that what I mean by that is it's important for you to sit down and think about what you need to do during the week during the day you need to uh, either write a list or mentally check off a list and tell yourself this is important put the most important things at the top of that list this is what has to be done and what is at the bottom of that list are things that maybe don't have to be done right away, or they can be postponed a little uh, for a little later. Why is prioritizing so important? Because you're listening to a person that has so many things going on in their life, to so it became overwhelming, and it put pushed me to a place where I literally. Had a mental breakdown. And I'm gonna tell you trauma, past trauma, is something that happens in our lives that has been very traumatic, and we don't deal with it. So we got this trauma in our life that hasn't been dealt with, and then we add on all these other elements that have that we're doing in our life. Let me give you an example. I lost my mom almost 20 years ago now, over 20 years ago now. I was, my mom died at an early age. It was a sudden death. She was 42. It was unexpected. I ended up raising my three younger sisters. Um, Basically, my hands were full. Life became uh, uh, a different type of life that I had in mind, but that's okay. I say that not to complain. I'm just saying that my life took a change um, that I wasn't expecting. And nobody in my family was expecting this. Nobody expected my mom to die at the age of 42. She had an aneurysm on the brain. It, it burst and she died. Um, she left behind five children, myself included, and my three younger sisters, four younger sisters. One of my sisters is not much um younger than me. She's just a few years younger than me. She was already married with her own children. And then my three younger sisters were nine, 12, 14. Uh, one was getting ready to turn 15. Um, but to make a long story short, I became an instant mother of three. Um, and that was fine, but life has a way of uh showing us that we're not superhuman. And I just had a lot of different hats. Fast forward um years later, the girls are now out of the house, but I haven't dealt with the trauma of losing my mom and all the other things that went along with that. And now I'm married with kids of my own. I'm working a full-time job. I'm in school working on a PhD. I'm um a minister. I'm all I'm wearing all of these hats and still that trauma is kind of sitting there. I'm trying to ignore it. Try not to deal with the grief that I experience almost on a day to day basis, because I'm telling you, anybody that has lost a loved one, you never get over that. Don't let anybody tell you that you're going to just get over it one day. That's never going to happen. But what does happen is as time goes on, you learn to live with that loss. And it's okay that you don't get over it because part of that is remembering that person and keeping that memory in a sacred place. But if we don't deal with that loss and the trauma that that loss caused in our life, it can lead to other things. And here's what it led to for me. What it led to for me was that I ended up having an anxiety disorder that made no logical sense to me. I didn't understand what was happening to me. All I know is that I got in my car And I, I didn't even know what this was called at the time, but I have since learned that I was having severe panic attacks. Literally y'all, I would get into my car and the minute I got in that car, I would drive a few miles, especially when I got on the highway and all of a sudden I couldn't, I I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like the car was uh, entrapping me. I felt like I was suffocating um, I was sweating. I was so uh, consumed with fear I could hardly move. I mean, I'm creeping down the highway 20 miles per hour on a 60-mile-per-hour highway. I, 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 I didn't even have enough uh, foresight to get in the slow lane sometimes. Sometimes I was able to creep over to the slow lane. Sometimes I weren't. So, I, as I'm trying to get to my destination, g- filled with this fear that's unexplainable, I can see, I can hear, not really see them, but I can hear the cars passing me because even now my I, I can remember my vision being blurred because I really, it was, it's unexplainable unless you experience it. And I'm telling you, this put me in a place where I didn't know what was happening to me, y'all. I didn't know what was going on. And at first, I didn't even tell anybody what happened. And it kept happening. And I, I all I could think was, am I losing it? Am I losing my mind? What's wrong with me? I, I've driven from one state to the next. How can I be having this type of issue in my car? I, I just didn't understand. It got so bad that I couldn't even drive my kids to school and their school was less than a mile from my home. When I got to a place, y'all, where I couldn't even drive myself to work, I knew something had to be done. I didn't know anything about mental illnesses or uh, getting help for mental illness. I just did not know. I started researching, looking into symptoms that I was having to see if maybe I could find some way to help myself. Because at that time, I didn't even realize that there was a doctor that could help you with things like this. And I finally, when I couldn't drive myself to work and I had to begin carpooling with a coworker, I had to tell my husband what was going on. And I'm so thankful that he didn't judge me. He was very supportive. And I think that really helped me to seek the help that I needed. Because it's so important to have someone in your corner that supports you during times like this. And when I began to tell him what was happening to me, he didn't know what was going on either. He didn't have the answers. But what he did encourage me to do was to find help. And friends, that's what led me to get the help that I needed. Okay, so I'm really trying to shorten my story because it's it's very, (laughs) so many aspects to it, y'all. It's so much that I can go into, but I'm trying to shorten the story so I can get to gist of it so I can help you to know how I dealt with that. To make a long story short, I did find a therapist. And this therapist was, I believe God directed me in her direction. And she really helped me to understand that a lot of what I was experiencing in my present had to do with my past and not dealing with some of the traumatic experiences in my life that I had uh, gone through. And a lot of us have things that we've experienced in our past that we have not dealt with in a healthy way. And I just want to say to you at this moment that that can truly affect your present. Sometimes we think that we've gotten past things or we've gotten over issues and we really haven't. And it shows up in our lives in ways that are unexpected sometimes. Mine showed up as an anxiety disorder. It showed up with with panic attacks and traumatic experiences that affected how my day to day went. I was dealing so uh, heavily with anxiety that I couldn't function on with my norm. I couldn't function in a normal way. I was I had I, I was constantly going to bed with thoughts of negativity, worrying about things that. Had had I been in a healthy place, I would never have been worried about, but that's what anxiety does. It makes you, uh, it keeps you in a constant state of alertness or worrying and constantly worrying about what can happen. What if that happened? You, I, I basically felt like I had to try to plan my day in my head to keep from going through any, um, panic attacks or, going through any anxious moments. It it was very um, traumatic for me and it was, it was, it was hard. Um, That's why I'm doing what I do now is trying to encourage others that may be experiencing mental illness or going through what they're, what I might've, what I was going through. I just want to help you to know that you're not crazy. You're not alone. You're not the only person dealing with this. Somebody else out there is experiencing what you're experiencing. And because of that, there are ways that you can get help. Don't let the stigmatism and ignorant people keep you from getting the help that you need. We said this in, I think, one of my interviews this month. But if you are not sure of a therapist to go to, go to your regular a physician, and they can direct you and guide you. They may have people that they can refer you to, but just don't sit back and not get the help that you need. You need help. Yes, we pray. And I prayed, I fasted, I read my Bible. I did all of those things. And I'm not going to tell you that it didn't help, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I'm not saying God isn't enough. Sometimes we hear things like that. And to a very religious minded person, we think that that means that you're saying God isn't enough. That's not what it is. There are some things you need to find information about in order to better help yourself. Um, When we tell people to to pray, you have to know the words to pray. And the Bible tells us we don't even know the words to pray so you have to you have to have understanding of what's happening to you in order to better help yourself and one of the things I learned is that it's okay not to understand everything. it's okay not to have all the answers but it's not okay to not to try to find the answers. It's not okay to just sit back. And live in misery and suffer when you can get help. That's why I encourage you to pray first and then get a therapist. You're not going to sit there with your arm cut and bleeding and just pray and not get some help to stop that bleeding. That doesn't make sense. It's the same thing when it comes to our minds. You can't just stay there in a place where your mind is doing things you know is not normal and not get help for it you have to get help you have to get help um and I want to talk to you about some of the things that I'm doing in my life now and some of the things that I did that is helping me to have a better um a healthier mental health Okay, because my life was so busy and so filled to the brim with things that I was doing, one of the things that I learned to maintain good mental health is to share the responsibilities. There are things that we're doing in our lives, especially moms and wives. We have so many hats that we need to wear in order just to keep our houses running, just to keep our lives running maintain and be efficient but what I learned is that it's okay to divvy up those responsibilities and as my children got older there are certain things I signed for them to do I took them off my plate and I put them on theirs there are certain things I had to ask my husband to help me do babe can you do this so that I'm free to do this Um, We have to find ways to work with our families so that we're not wearing all of the hats, so that we're not doing everything. And that was hard for me because a lot of times I'm one of those people. Let me just get it done so it can get done. And it was just adding extra stress to my life, extra stress that I didn't need. If I had simply asked someone to help me do certain things And I know it's really easy, um, moms and wives, to just do it because you want it to get done the right way or you want it to get done when you want to get done. Listen, take my advice. Learn to step back sometimes and let other people get it done. It frees you up to do other things that need to be done. Um, There are some things that maybe I don't like the way my kids do the dishes and Sometimes I'm just like, Lord, have mercy. But you know what? That's a task I, I don't have to worry about that day because they're doing the dishes. I can do something else that needs to get done. You have to. That's that's what um I'm, I'm talking about. When I say prioritize, you have to prioritize the things that's high on your list that needs to get done and the things that can wait or you can um delegate to someone else to do so that you can have a more. Efficient life, and you can take some of the stress and the pressure off of you because I know it's hard just day to day doing things that has to get done, and that can be overwhelming, and for you to maintain good mental health, you have to learn how to make your life as less stressful and as less hectic as possible um Another thing that I do is that I take time for myself. I take moments where I'm just not going to do anything. I don't care that the sink is full of dishes. I don't care that the the den needs tidying up. I, I just don't care. I take a moment for myself and I don't do anything. And I tell my family, okay, I'm taking a break right now. You have to get in a place where your family is supportive And a lot of times we just assume that our families know that we need a break. No, they don't. If you don't tell them, they don't know. If you don't express to them that this is some time you need to take to yourself and you are not going to be able to do some of the things that you're doing that particular day, you have to explain to them what's going on. Or they're going to just expect you to keep doing what you've been doing. So communication is very key. Communication is key to to explaining to our loved ones what's happening with us so that we can take some of the pressure off. And I'm just trying to get you to understand that just uh, minimizing some of your responsibilities can help you to have a better uh, mental health, be in a good place mentally. And that's not telling you to shrug off any of your responsibility. It's just telling you to reassess some of the things that you do. Some of the things um, parents do, we can can back off. We just want to be in control. And I'm just going to say that because a lot of times we can stop doing some of the things we're doing. We just want to be the one that's handling things. And guess what? You're going to drive yourself into a place that you don't want to be in. Learn to relax on that um, need to be in control and let other people help you and let other people do some of the things that you know that they can help you do. There's nothing wrong with having someone else help you with your responsibilities. But you say, um, Elder Q, I'm a single parent. All I have is me and my kids. Um, There are some tasks that you can share with those kids. I bet you. I don't care if they're four or five years old. There are some things you can help show them how to do little things like um, they they're may like my kids started. Their first task was this. We have uh, little trash cans in all of the rooms in our house. That was their first um, chore. They had to make sure that all of the little trash cans were dumped into the big trash can. Now, they can do a task like that at like four or five years old. The trash cans usually aren't that full. Now, don't make the baby carry something that they can't carry. But little trash cans, dump it into the big one. And that's a chore. That's something you don't have to do. Um, get paper plates so that you don't have to wash dishes all the time. You 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 can eat off paper plates during the week. If you have to have a nice um, dish, save it for Sundays. Learn how to uh, cook a couple of meals in one day that that you guys can eat two days instead of having to cook every day. Um, Get a five dollar pizza one day. Your budget can afford five, six dollars. I'm just guessing. I don't know what your budget is, but I'm just saying sometimes we think that it's about money, but it's really about your peace. Is my piece worth me sacrificing five, six dollars to get a pizza today for the kids so that I can get home and relax a little bit? Those are the type of things that we have to think about when we're talking about maintaining our mental health. Prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. I can't say that enough. And I know I've talked a lot more than I normally would um, on this episode but this was something that's near and dear to my heart and I want to help you to be a better person mentally because I'm telling you the the result of not prioritizing your life can be a life and death. Okay, friends, I've talked enough today and I think this is one of those episodes that I might have to do a second part to because there's so much that I can share with you about this. Um, Message me, leave me um, some comments and let me know if you need me to continue with the second part of this episode. I love you guys. You know that I'm praying for you and I truly believe that God loves you and he truly wants to heal your broken mind. Happy Friday, friend. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy that extra day if you got that extra day off and just take care of your mental health. Love you, friends. Happy Friday. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. one 800 273 8255. It's available 24 hours a day. Hey friends, have you accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior? If you haven't, now's the time for you to accept Him. Just repeat this simple prayer after me. God, I believe that your son Jesus came and He died on the cross for me and my sins and the sins of the whole world. Father, I repent of anything that I've done that may not have been pleasing in your sight. Come into my heart, Father. Fill me with your precious Holy Spirit and help me to live a life that's pleasing to you. Now I just ask that you find a good Bible-based church and get sit on a good teaching and be taught how to be a disciple of Christ. That's all it is. It's not a complicated way of life. It's a way that pleases God. And it's a way that allows you to enjoy life more fully because now you're free. Christ is freedom. Remember that Jesus Christ equals freedom. God says whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Now that you're free, go live. Live a life of freedom. God bless you, friends. God loves you. And so do I.